are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com and check out their amazing selection and reliably low prices. And when you make your purchase, put Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you. The Flames have officially wrapped up their season, and the exit meetings have happened. They're happening as I'm recording, so if any other... No breaking details. We'll add them in here. But before we talk about the nitty-grittiness of these meetings, we do need to talk about the last regular season game for the Flames. They ended up winning 6-2. to two, Similar situation where the offense was fantastic and goaltending was, you know, Flames goaltending. But... I really don't think it's worth getting into the nitty-gritty details of the breakdown of the game or anything like that because by this point you've already seen it and I am sure I I, (laughs) I can't provide anything extra really to this commentary, but I did want to say that my dad used to always say you don't end practice on a miss and whether that be, you know, hitting if we were doing hitting practice or you know catching and you know fundamentals things like that you don't end practice on a miss so you keep going until you make that final contact and it appears that the flames did that as well when um no they won six to two so hopefully next season is a little bit of a bounce back year for the team in general i think it's important to remember that they were only really bouncing between their home, hotel rooms, and facilities this season. Five months of that. And that takes a mental toll on you. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about that more in the rest of the show. But I am very thankful to have been able to cover this team this season. You know, they ended the season 26, 27, and 3. And we know that under 500 hockey does not get you to the playoffs. But there is always next year, and I know that that's kind of the saying in the Flames world in this atmosphere, but it is just really important that we keep watching this organization, make those moves, and hopefully make positive changes and continue to stride in the right direction, you know? I think that there were very high expectations for this team heading into the regular season and you know you just kind of have to manage those expectations and I think next year we're going to see you know maybe we'll be a little bit more realistic with our predictions and I'm just going to get sappy here for a minute and say thank you for listening to this show whether you're a loyal listener or only pop in every once in a while I appreciate you this was my second season covering the team and while both seasons have been atypical it's been a blast getting to know some amazing voices in the locker room in the media and of course the fans on the internet I think that 
you know, the Sea of Red is very passionate, and there are a lot of talented people in the uh, fan base as well, I think. You know, there are a lot of people who have a future in graphic design, uh, you know, management, maybe not necessarily sports management, things like that, but definitely people who are who know their stuff when it comes to sports and the creative side of things. So I am absolutely looking forward to watching you all grow this season, this off season, I should say, and coming back for regular season hockey. I believe we're starting that in October. I, I don't really know at this point. But before we jump into the whole exit meeting summaries and synopsis and things like that, I want to talk to you about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business that is really wonderful. They've been serving the online car community, you know, anybody who's looking (laughs) to buy things for their car for over 20 years, and you don't have to leave your house to do it. And I know that a lot of people are, you know, um, going back to the way life was pre-shutdowns and things like that, but I I love me some online shopping. So head on over to rockauto.com today and find exactly what you need on their easy-to-use and easy-to-navigate website, rockauto.com. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you. Locked On Flames continues. Let's keep the conversation going. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Speaking of Twitter, Pat Steinberg's Twitter, uh, he's a fantastic follow, and I'm sure that we all have followed him at this point, but I went to his Twitter for a lot of these quotes, and the first one I want to touch on is Mark Giordano. I've been here my whole career, and I love it here. Obviously, I want to be here next year. And then he said, like, you know, there's obvious conversations that need to be had and things like that. Um, His contract is up. They are not, you know, obviously obligated to protect him or re-sign him for the next season and avoid him getting selected in the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. But I think that he, I think that he'll be back. I, it makes a lot of sense, especially where you know the youth aren't necessarily ready to take that next step I think a lot of things still need to happen there's a lot of development and room to grow for this team and you know if they let him walk maybe they snag a free agent or something along those lines I you know could be possible and then Johnny gave a quote saying if Tree and the owners are happy with the way I've played It's something we can figure out. I'd love to do that. I love the city. I don't think I've ever once said I don't want to be here. And that is in context of him talking about a potential extension since he is, uh, you know, eligible to be extended. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word there for a second. But he, his contract is up next season. So it's definitely interesting to see how that goes. And (laughs) I love the line. I don't think I've ever once said I don't want to be here because you know that that is a storyline that has been running for his entire career by certain Calgary media members. 
Um, we don't name names on this podcast, <laughs> Eric Francis. Uh, but it's very nice to see him kind of reassure the fans that, you know, he wants to be here and things like that. But the second that that quote went live, my brain just instantly thought of Tory Krug and how his contract negotiations went with Boston. So if you're not familiar with that, uh, basically similar situation. You know, he said a year before his contract was up, he said, okay, like I really want to stay here. I want to sign here. I'm willing to take a hometown hometown discount, things like that. Um, I really want to be here. Apparently Boston put an offer on the table in September. Free agency wasn't until July. September, October, they put an offer on the table of, I think, like $6 million a year. And then they, like, they were hoping to negotiate that a little bit. And unfortunately, Boston just never reached back out to him with another counteroffer or anything like that. And he ended up signing in St. Louis. Now, I don't think that that ghosting situation is going to happen with Johnny Gaudreau. I think that the ownership here respects him, and I think that it's clear that he can make a difference. He is a game changer, especially once he was moved to that top line. And I I cannot blame Monaghan because it's very clear that he was battling some sort of hip issue for a long period of time. But at the same time, once they were broken up, things started to change. And I wouldn't hate to see his contract, uh, you know, be extended and kind of give us a little peace of mind. <laughs> and Matthew Kachuk is also eligible for an extension. And he said that there have not been any conversation, any conversations with the team regarding extensions. It, you can't read too much into that, you know. I think that when it happens, it'll happen. It doesn't mean it's not going to. I believe that there are certain things that just need to be ironed out in due time. You know, I think that this season the (laughs) front office had enough on their plate trying to shuffle around trade deadline things, bringing in Daryl Sutter, firing Jeff Ward, still figuring out what to do with you know, David Riddick and things like that. But I I think that it's a possibility. Do I think that Chuck's contract extension will get done before Gaudreau's? No, maybe. I don't know there because it's hard to navigate where things are, especially, you know, with the production of this season. And I don't even want to call it... Uh, like a downfall, a, a regression on Kachuk's part, because I, even though he didn't say it, I do think that there were still issues lingering from the concussion and things like that from last postseason. So we're just going to have to keep an eye on that and hopefully cross our fingers because it would be really nice to see both of them here. And uh, Daryl Sutter even said when he was asked about the 20-something-year-olds on the team, he said, you know, from Johnny to Matthew, they're fantastic players. So it would be my impression that they are going to build around Gaudreau and Kachuk. And 
you know, you can't really get much from Monahan right now because he is sitting on his couch or doing physical therapy. I, I don't really know how things are there, but you have to look at that and say, you know, can they make some moves and move Monahan? I'm sorry. I'm unsure of why they're doing construction and banging on the walls. I'm at my mom's apartment and normally it's my apartment back home where <laughs> it's a construction zone, but I'm very sorry if you hear that or the air conditioning fan. I do think there are a lot of moves, not even necessarily moves, but they're going to be things that happen this off season that are going to impact the way Oh, okay, Ella, are you not a fan of that? All right, so, sorry, again, my dog. But I think that, you know, there will be extensions, there will be firings, movement that is going to shift the Calgary Flames organization. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the moves and things like that will be bad. I think that you know, we've talked about being in that transitional period for quite some time. And I think one of my favorite quotes today comes from Jacob Markstrom. And he says, I think that everybody should be a little pissed off right now. I know I am because we're not playing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, I completely agree. And Marky had a good season. Do not get me wrong. I think that he played really well. I think between coming in from Vancouver and going to this new team with the expectations of winning, um, you know, it can kind of fall a little bit. You can get really upset. It's kind of like when you do a group project and you're the only one doing the work and nobody else wants to live up to their expectations, but they're still like, getting credit for it. My hope is that next season is obviously a little bit better for <laughs> Calgary and their fan base, obviously, because I want you all to enjoy the postseason and the excitement of a deep postseason run. And you can bet that we will be looking forward to that. And you can also head on over to Bet Online AG, sign up for your free account, get that 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code LOCKED ON when you sign up for your free account today. And like I said, you can bet there. Put on some playoff action and maybe some baseball, some postseason basketball that is happening right before our very eyes. So head on over to Bet Online AG today, sign up for your free account, make that first deposit, and make sure you use promo code LOCKED ON for that 50% welcome bonus. Locked On Flames continues. Don't forget to hit that subscribe and follow button on your favorite podcast platform wherever you get your Locked on Flames content. Daryl Sutter went on to say that there were miscalculations in the team's, you know, expectations for success and things like that. And I think that's a very fair assessment. And I believe that we saw kind of what we were going to get within the first month. But, you know, we kept saying they're going to turn a new leaf. They're going to fire Jeff Ward. They're going to get these trade deadline acquisitions. They're going to do this. They're like, And before we knew it, it was already April, and they were pretty much out of a, the playoff picture. And that's fine. I mean, I think that a lot of people were just so excited and sold on having a solid goaltender that the rest of the problems 
were just, you know, gone. They didn't, they were like the blinders just were on and it was rose colored glasses and that's fine, you know, but I think that this team can play better hockey. We have seen it and unfortunately it just never happens at the right time and for the long enough time for it. It's not consistent and, you know, it took a while for this team to even string together a couple wins and to even play a full 60 minutes of hockey. So I can't really fault anyone here for having high expectations, but Sutter is absolutely correct. And Lindholm went on to say that, you know, he thought that they'd play better as well. I think that everybody thought that. And I don't know if there was just some sort of miscommunication or, I don't even know. Just not, like, there was, like, a loss of sense of community or something because it just was not, I'm, uh, just was not the team that we expected. But it's fine. I just think that, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Also, Daryl Sutter says, uh, he's talking, when asked about, the difficulty on evaluating teams and players during COVID season. He says, I think guys left the bubble and there wasn't a whole lot of continuity. I wouldn't take a whole lot out of this in terms of what they did and didn't do. And that's, you know, very fair as well, because we saw people impacted by this, impacted by that. And the end of the day, the fans weren't even in the building and I know that that impacts how teams play and it's just the reality of things and Sutter mentioned the youth on the blue line blue line and relying on young players like Anderson and Hannafin he says the thing about defense that some of you bring up that's old-fashioned and outdated the league is about checking to do that you have to play with pace and Pace is something that this team has struggled with. And there have been times where they go out and say, I don't know, like, they just look like a beer league. It doesn't look like a professional hockey team out there. And at the end of Matthew Kachuk's Zoom call, he goes on to thank the media for covering the team and says he knows that this year has been tough on everyone. Kind of just jumping around here, sorry. But again, you know, what a nice, what a nice kid. And the most interesting comments of the day so far, and this is from Salim's Twitter, uh, he goes on to say that Milan Lucic on managing emotions. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, When you have a coach like Daryl Sutter, he takes the pressure off the leadership group. He makes sure the highs aren't too high and the lows aren't too lows. When you play for individual achievements instead of team achievements, this is what happens. You don't play in the playoffs. And he emphasizes the need to have the right mindset in order to get into the postseason. And uh, he's roughly paraphrasing Lucic here. He says, players need to step out of our comfort zone in the name of winning. I did that in going from top winger to top line winger to third liner. That's fair. And uh, he said, we set a standard slash culture in Boston in 07, and that continues today. Taylor Hall is experiencing that right now. And I think that's very fair, and I think that I have been very harsh on Luch this season, and that's because I didn't want to 
believe that the flames were going to be this bad. And I think that there were definitely times where he was a little bit too hard on the players. And there needs to be a bit of accountability. And I don't think that there was a lot of that. And whether that just be the culture in the room or what, I do think that Luch will, you know, instill that in the players and be like, okay, like, you done messed up. You took a penalty twice that was avoidable, and they scored twice on that power play. And unfortunately, you know, I think that the accountability needs to happen, and it needs to happen fast in order for that to, you know, see some see some success and progress. Overall, I think it was, you know, a good season. Uh, I, I mean, it wasn't a good season by any means, but it certainly could have been worse. We could have gone on a 19-game losing streak, could have just, you know, been ravaged by COVID and things like that, and you just have to be grateful for pretty much everyone making out making it out of the season healthy. I'm hoping that this team comes back strong. I hope they use their summer to condition themselves and work hard to get to the point where they can compete with other teams. We don't know what the division alignments are going to look like for next year. I think that'll be shaken out by, you know, midsummer, probably late August, maybe, I don't know, or sorry, mid to late summer. I don't know why I said August, but fingers crossed. I am very, very excited for next season. And obviously I'll still be here for you guys every single day and the off season or post season. And then the league's off season is going to be quite the time. Fingers crossed. And we will see what happens next in Calgary. And thank you all so much for tuning in this season. I greatly appreciate it. Hopefully next season is a full 82 game season. Fans are allowed back in the arena. Maybe I'll make a trip out to Calgary. Who knows? Or maybe I will, you know, catch them if they are in my neck of the woods. But thank you guys again so much for tuning into today's episode. And I look forward to chatting with you very soon. Bye-bye.